0: this episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact
1: with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 630 Central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca Hope you enjoy the show.
2: Welcome, guys, to Week 58 of Tailgate Talks. This is Club Red, where we talk about Texas Tech, what's going on for the university, sports, a uh, couple of other things, our opinions, our takes. Uh, but big news, obviously, this week to talk about the football game and the kick heard around the world. Texas Tech basketball is doing very well as well, so we got plenty to talk about today. But uh, before we jump into that discussion, make sure, if you're not already, follow us on iTunes and Spotify, if it is on iTunes Drop the rating below and uh, give us a good review. Always appreciate that. Uh, Make sure if you're not already as well, follow us on Twitter. It's at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you do swing by the YouTube channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit that bell notification to be notified every time a video goes live. Um, If you're trying to find our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at CalvinBBarrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And last, of course, um, if you have any sort of thoughts or questions, anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, make sure you email us at the email, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Let's go ahead and jump into this, because we got plenty we want to talk about, that's for sure. But this is Club Red.
0: We're going to start this thing off right. Raider! Ah! Raider!
2: Ah!
1: Man, I've been waiting all my life to do that.
2: All right, guys. So that was not, not see not a bad little audio mix there. I was kind of I was kind of really wanted to do a yeah. little I like overlay it. there. I, I kind of stole it from Brooks though. I stole it stole it from Brooks because he he used the uh, McGuire uh, intro to kick off the YouTube video that, yeah. that I think he has been doing pretty good. But I was like, I'm gonna use that. I got to use that for for a little audio intro. But um, let's go ahead and just let's go ahead and jump right into this Texas Tech football first part of the show. Uh huge victory, uh, epic victory, one that we've been dying for for weeks. Came from, came with this last game over Iowa State, forty-one thirty-eight, with a last-minute field goal. Jonathan Garibay, foot from a, her, her foot kick, I guess. Heard from around the world. I don't know what we'll call that, but um, man, I mean, I I know our our little text feed, our Twitter feeds were on fire. How are y'all feeling after that? I know it's 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 almost like a, a a long a long wait to kind of get this out there,
1: but uh Brooks, how are you feeling? Well, as our guy Joey Maguire would say, let's go. That's oh. how I was feeling after that kick. I mean, sixty two yards in college football is basically impossible. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. why it's the school record, big twelve record um it was insane i don't know how y'all felt when uh the, we were about to take the kick but for some reason i was kind of like i think we got this i was like the football I was worried guys about the return really bad <laughs> that's what i was waiting on
2: i thought we were gonna get the return back we we're gonna have to try and tackle the dude and somehow we'd have that yeah. to
1: that's what i was worried about. i i kind of had a little like confidence i was like the the football gods aren't gonna let us lose this one they're not gonna let these refs screw us out of this game and right off the foot that ball was booted and i was like this is going in this is going in and then it goes in and pandemonium strikes texas tech man we haven't had a victory like this in a long ass time a meaningful victory against a team that like has dominated you recently like cliff couldn't figure it yeah yeah Cliff couldn't figure out Iowa State. Yeah. Uh, Matt Wells couldn't figure out Iowa State. Sonny Cumby, our interim coach, comes in with a quarterback making his first start, and you put 41 points on a good defense. Um, you beat Matt Campbell for the first time, and, boy, it feels good. It's a huge win for us. We're going bowling now. These Woo. guys, two of these seniors on this team, deserve this. Yeah. These guys who have been grinding for you, Eric Azucama, Sir Roderick, Guys on defense, Colin schooler Rico Jeffers, like all these guys deserve it. I'm not gonna name every player, but yeah, yeah I feel good for them. I'm happy for the football program. This victory means a lot to all of us, and it just kind of confirms why we got rid of Matt Wells to yep. me. Um, this was the reason, and yeah, just pure joy when that field goal went in, and it's been nothing but up for us this this week so far.
2: Fuck yeah, Dustin. I mean. Uh, i i saw you etching and i like i hate to do it to have to like pick one person to go to to talk first because like both of you are just like on your seat just like ready to yeah give us your feelings <laughs> man what was your thoughts what was your take what what did you what was your first like reaction to the
0: kick it was great being out at the bars with everybody we're all standing up watching this kick and then the place just goes nuts oh bad. like Three solid minutes is jumping around, and because like, yeah, we haven't had a good, meaningful game. I don't care if it's, a, it's your only sixth win of the season against a whatever Iowa State team, that's a big win for us.
2: Yeah, it was, <laughs>
0: yeah, so that matters a lot, yeah. And yeah, we're going bowling for the first time in 2017. Like, that's a big deal. Huge like, deal, that gives you a month more of practice, like three more weeks of practice that gets you another tv game these guys get another chance for a win like that means a lot to recruits in a program like during the lead chair we had like 13 or something straight years where we went to a bowl game like stuff like that matters to programs and kids looking at programs so yeah it's a huge win
2: Mm -hmm. big time win and and you got to kind of think a little bit of this well not a lot of a lot of this is Uh, I mean, we were kind of talking about it. A lot of these players, a lot of these kids, a lot of these, and and Sonny Cumbie uh, included there, uh, is they're fighting for their job. Uh, All these juniors and and below are are fighting for their job with this upcoming coach. So you got to think that that has a little bit of motivation behind their ear, just kind of chirping like, shit, I got to ball out. Like, we need to get this win, and this is the one that we need to get. Uh, Because the next two games are just harder on hard um mm-hmm. but uh brooks touched base on it a little bit there uh but we'll kick it over to dustin first on this one uh donovan smith season uh i mean he got his first official start and it looks like uh he he should have been the very first one to replace shuck shuck was looking good i don't want to take that away from him before the injury i thought he was looking well enough to 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 keep his spot but I feel like Smith should have been in right away. What are your thoughts on Smith so far in the last game, Donovan Smith, and and his position as the starting QB right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, he played amazing, obviously. 50 yards running, 25 for 32, and 322 passing yards and three touchdowns. I mean, you pretty much can't have much of a better opening game, especially in a conference game like this against a pretty decent team. I mean... Give Sonny some credit for dialing up a good game script for him. Um, maybe Donovan didn't have this in him two months ago or so, but with a couple more, you know, weeks of preparation and stuff, he grew, developed, and now we got a game script just for him. It worked out. The planets all aligned, and he played amazing. Um, yeah, couldn't couldn't ask for anything more from him. I'm glad he's pretty much getting the start for the rest of the season. Um, so. Barring injury, he should be our guy going forward, and makes it interesting going into next year with our quarterback room. But things are looking up. I mean, looked great with him running that RPO, running people over. I mean, I love it. I love it a lot.
2: I I think it's that little catalyst that we were needing on offense again. Yeah. I I, I think that that's big time what it is. We were we were set up to be a good team this year. I mean, you saw the U of H game. And since then U of H has gone undefeated. So like you gotta give some, some credit to that. Um Brooks, thoughts on Donovan Donovan Smith, thoughts on the season, thoughts of him as, as starting QB.
1: Yeah, I kinda wonder on that first point you made, like maybe he should have started right or came in right after Shuck. I kinda wonder if this was the plan. Like Columbia was the safe choice for sure. Yeah. And just throwing Donovan right into the mix might have not been might have not hit as this did while you got him some snaps, got him some time in there, and then you had used the bye week to your advantage to True. fully incorporate him. And so I think maybe this ends up being the perfect kind of situation for him to come in and get that start. And yeah, he looked incredible, man. Like I hate you using comparisons, but it felt very Mahomes freshman year vibes to me. Remember when Mahomes came in and replaced Davis Webb. Yeah. And he's slinging it against Oklahoma and Baylor. I'm like, wow, this kid's the future. That's what it felt like watching him. I was like, man, this dude's making plays. He's adds a whole new dimension to the offense with his legs. And then one thing that I really love that he did is he's not like when he's not always just the pocket collapses and he's not just running. He's keeping the play alive. He's looking downfield, which is another thing Mahomes was great at. Like, hey, maybe last minute somebody gets open and I can have a play here. Like, he was doing so ma- that mm. so many times. And then, hey, if nothing's there, I got my legs and I'm going to use them. So, I was real impressed. Uh, his, I don't know why we don't let him throw the ball more. The dude was ripping it all over the field, finding Eric Ezekomo, Miles Price. Like, he was a lot better than I expected him to be in his first start against a pretty solid Big 12, pretty solid college football defense in Iowa yeah. state. So everything I saw from him, I really liked and yeah, it it kind of brings some juice back to the offense, gives you more hope, more reason to be excited to watch us play. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, just super impressive for a first start from him.
2: Yeah. And, and I think he, 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 to, to kind of tack on to what you're saying there, he, he gives that feeling that we have a shot at the game, which is again, what yeah. we've wanted all along. But um, kind of staying on the offense.
1: Oh, go ahead. Go, go, go. One more thing I didn't want to add. When there was like third and long and stuff like that, another feeling is when when Columbia was there and it's like third and 12, I'm like, oh, this is, I mean, we're punting. But he kind of makes it to where, hey, we can get this third down. The way he slings the ball, the way he can improvise with his legs and stuff like that. Like you kind of have that feeling back, hey, we're not out of it despite the yards, um, you know, that we're up against. So that was kind of nice too.
2: Yeah, yeah, very, very true statement. I mean, again, it, it, it's that shot, it's that chance, and yeah. no matter who we're going up against, uh, it, he, he, he's gained my confidence, and and that's kind of the big part that I, that I wanted to take away from this game is, for as far as Donovan Smith goes, is he's gained my confidence in him as as the starting quarterback. But let's look at the OC side of this. And uh, Brooks, do you think? Sonny is earning his position as OC for the Maguire era. I mean, awesome calls on this one. We obviously put 41 on a great team. Um, what What are your thoughts on, on
1: that? I think he submitted a pretty good resume booster there against Iowa State. Now, there's definitely some calls that I, I didn't super agree with. I, I liked us going for it on fourth down when we did. I did not like his play calling on those fourth downs. I think sometimes he can tend to get – a little conservative uh, on some calls when you have a quarterback who's slinging it. I, I, there was, I just, it was a little predictable running it with the quarterback on those. Um, But other than that, you know, I thought he called a really damn good game against Iowa state. Like we mentioned before, Cliff Kingsbury, offensive guru couldn't figure out Matt Campbell, Um, but he was able to figure him out and put 41 points on them, on so very true. It's a definitely a impressive resume booster. I think if he was hired, I'd be good with it. I think if you look at our offense this year, it's been pretty efficient, um, especially when you consider the fact that we've had to play three different quarterbacks. I think him and Donovan Smith could be a force. I think Donovan fits the offense that he wants to run very well, and so you know we talked about it with Keenan. Changing coordinators can have bad effects on a team. Well, this would be three different offensive coordinators in three seasons So, uh, if we didn't go with uh, him. So I, I do think he has kind of an advantage here, and he has two more games to prove why he deserves to stay on as the offensive coordinator, barring that he doesn't go get a head coaching job somewhere.
2: True. Um, but I guess to your point there, hell, hell of a submission uh, and definitely a consideration now. You have to. Uh, Dustin, I mean, what, what are you thinking? Is Sunny? Is Has has he done enough? Is he doing enough to to get that uh, that shot at least?
0: He's on the right path, yeah. So good bye week, obviously. Great first game. And now earned an extra three weeks of being the interim head coach. So that helps his little live interview process um, with those guys and with McGuire and his staff. So, so far nothing's going wrong for him. Uh, I was going to make that same point that Brooks said was, I think some continuity at that position helps just because this is his first year with all these players and he's maybe just now, I mean, 10 games in figuring out really a good flow of who can do what and how to mix things up. I mean, there's definitely an offensive coordinator flow to games and calling it and getting guys the ball. True. And now he's on his third quarterback. I mean, shit that makes things more difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. especially a quarterback that does things way different than what your starter was doing, um, you know, two, three months ago. And so with all the moving parts, he's done a great job. And I mean, that's going to be college football. You're going to have a lot of injuries, moving parts, substitutions as the season goes on. So I think he's definitely setting himself up for success. Um, And we know that we've heard McGuire likes him, has a previous relationship with him. So he had a little leg up, Going into this and he's helping himself out right now
2: very true i i think the continuity thing i think might be the best kind of uh, uh point to his advantage uh is that we need we need at least somebody from the coaching staff to go from this year to next uh i like it i i do kind of like it personally i think i think he he he's he's submitting a good resume and he got us the win that we needed. He found a way. The little the little pump jack thing to kind of hype him up. Like, <laughs> that was a cool move. That was a cool idea. A little yeah. ode to West Texas. And a little bit of, like, like you know, like how you see, like, the, the, the Florida Gators and stuff. Like, with, like, the, the, what is it? The turnover chain or something. Like, like a couple yeah, of teams have that. Everybody has Miami. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we got the pump jack and ode to West Texas. Nothing else. Nobody else like it. And, like. The players were hyped for
1: that thing. Like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. And another another thing I wanted to point out from the game that I thought he did well on was, you know, he kept calling Donovan over to him to make the play call because there was some rumors that Iowa State was still in signs and stuff yeah, in the cool. past. So hey, let's just take that out. Let's just get get the call to Donovan and go out there and have him run it. I thought it was interesting. I liked the pace of it. I didn't think we were moving too fast. Like get into the right play make sure you got the right play call and then go from there. So I thought he did a lot of impressive things in that game. Um, and and you move the ball. Well, the whole game, I think you only had one three and out uh, you had those fourth downs where it stalled, but those were still drives. And what have we talked about? Can you consistently put together drives where you're not just going three and out? And yeah. you know, that was something positive that I took away from that game was, Hey, you move the ball pretty consistently whether you got points out of it or not, you still were able to take time off the clock when you had the ball.
2: And and again, I mean, I know we're all riding the high here, but we got what we needed out of that game. We needed a win, yep. and we thought that like this was our last chance at it, and we got it. I, I I still, I'm still riding the high off of it, obviously. Um, but uh, the next point that we're gonna kind of jump to here, which is which is the one that we we were just kind of discussing. Is that Texas Tech is finally after after uh, what three years, two years?
0: It's twenty seventeen.
2: Yes, yeah, a four now. It's coming up on four. Uh, we're going bowling. we I, I mean I know I'm pumped for it. I know the guys are too. Uh, because there's nothing like being able to just rep your team in a bowl game. I got to go to the LSU one. Unfortunately, that was kind of
0: me too. That's a hard. little
2: rough, but um, I'm being nice. But uh, um, any uh, – okay, I guess I'm going to pose this question then. Any conference that you'd like to see us play against? Because I know it's a little no, bit I hard to care. predict who we're going to get. But <laughs> is there any conference that anything. you'd like to see?
0: I just can't wait for us to have a game like the week after Christmas. Like, oh, yeah. that It's been four years since we've gotten that chance. I mean, we're looking at Liberty Bowl, Cheez-It Bowl, one of those pretty lower-level bowls. But yeah. who cares at this point? We get three more weeks of practice in another game.
1: True. Yeah, I don't really care, but I'm gonna pay off a shot bet debt right now go. as a celebratory. We're going bowling. Show, Let's you know? go here.
2: Nah. Cheers for that. I don't have a shot ready, but I got a drink. Be, be cool
0: if we got one of these like bowls in like a baseball stadium, just something different, kind of cool for the guys. Yeah. You know, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's we still got two more games to play. At this rate, we probably got a chance to win maybe the Baylor game. Who knows? Um, we could win one. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, no. That up in this.
2: They're, they're, the, the guys are hyped. Why not? Like, I, I they got a little bit of confidence now, you know? Like, Why I, not us? I, I think it's Why not? possible, absolutely. The Jordan but,
1: McGuire effect
2: is real, folks. Yeah, I really do believe that though. That's the thing is like, I'm over here, it's a and different energy. I, after the speech alone, again, I said it last week. I wanted to run through a brick wall and I, I know these players are feeling the same way. They, they had to have all been on social media and seen the press conference and they're like, hell yeah, that's going to be my coach. Shit. I got to work. Um, So next point obviously uh, is going to be club red is open this week. Obviously we get to open up for the dub and, and, and we just need to throw it out there. Permanent VIP, we 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 gotta we gotta just give him the the VIP pass. Pe- we we've given him admission like at least three or four times, but this just gives him permanent lifetime m- membership. It, it, Jonathan Garibay, welcome in. Yeah, you're a con- you're you're a lifetime member of Club Red. <laughs> Win or lose, we'll make sure the bar's open for you. <laughs> like does not matter. <laughs> it is open for Jonathan Garibay. I do not care what else happened that week. We'll 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 open up the booth for you and plug in a TV and you can watch the game. We got you. But uh, let's go ahead and and maybe like throw out a couple other names there, a couple honorable mentions that get the passes to the club this week. Uh, uh, Dustin, anybody in particular that you're thinking of?
0: Yeah, I mean I'll let Brooks get the other easy softball one, but I'm going to take Miles Price at a wide receiver. Was... Oh, I was going to give you Donovan. What? Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll so, take donovan I mean, miles Prize is so. nine for 175 i mean this is like his at least second maybe third game with over 150 yards this season i mean and especially with a new quarterback that's massive numbers
2: that's huge actually yeah uh brooks uh i mean you're gonna are you gonna throw in the donovan smith or you got a couple of the names you want to get in there
1: yeah, no, I had Miles Price as a backup if, like, Dustin or you use Donovan Smith because I think he definitely deserved a shout-out. But, I mean, I'm going to go with the guy, Donovan Smith. First start, you beat Iowa State. You throw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. You shouldn't have had that one pick. That was, a you know, uh, one of those questionable calls that mm-hmm. the, you know, officiating had. But, yeah, really great game for your first start impressive all around, running, throwing the ball, just everything you could ask for from a guy who's supposed to be your third-string quarterback, ultimately. And, you know, played at Friendship, had his family there, really meaningful moment for him. If y'all saw the photo of him embracing his family afterwards, like, it's really cool deal for him. And so, yeah, just excited, excited. And, yeah, you can't have a Club Red VIP this week without Donovan Smith, that's for sure.
0: So, Miles Price, that's his first – I don't know who I'm thinking of. First game over 100 yards. Um, so really? he had a massive career game.
1: Jeez, um, Yeah, so uh, He was everywhere. So, you know, a real big credit to him because he had that play at the end of the half that got us into field goal, uh, in field goal position where it looked like it was a broken play and then he got around to the defender. So, yeah, he, I mean, he had a hell of a game. Too.
0: I was thinking of Geiger, who we had earlier this year with a really yeah. big game. Oh, what was the what
2: was the, the, the name of the 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 guy on defense that hit top twenty five all time? Uh for like tackles for loss.
1: Oh Colin or Colin Schooler or
0: yeah, I don't know. I
2: didn't see that. I I think, I think that's it. it popped up on my feed. Right, that was gonna be honorable mention. No mine is gonna be so uh in our in our game analysis for this game for this Iowa State matchup. Our biggest uh, um, fear was going to be their running back, Hall. Oh, we, we, he's been good all season, yep. and that was our biggest fear of going into this matchup. And so tip of the cap to the defense, but I, I, I'm going to give it my, my VIP to Taj Brooks for winning that head-to-head battle. You're uh great. i got to uh, uh nine carries are oh, you gonna yards. shout out the defensive line for stopping hey, him. hey no <laughs> they, they get the tip of the cap for stopping him because yeah. 18 carries and 51 yards from Hall, they shut him down yeah 18 but you're gonna times. Give
0: the, you're not gonna give the d-line anything? you know what let's get it's the whole d-line in there we'll we'll we'll, we'll, feed running
1: back? we'll feed him we'll feed him some that? steaks
2: we'll feed him some steaks <laughs> we got this we'll where 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 I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of uh ov- overreach and, and give two, I guess, which would be our our D line for keeping the, uh, eighteen times they tried to run it, rush us with Hall Oh, he's alone.
0: working at chimneys again, just letting everybody in. Hey, you know, come on in, guys. Hey, hey, hey.
2: You, I, 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 I was on very on <laughs> yeah, yeah, the side. The side gate. Yeah, yeah, come around the side. Nobody else knows you're coming around this way to get let in. Uh, being very secretive. Uh <laughs> that was always the dumbest thing to me, by the way, of working there was that it was like, Oh yeah, come to the side gate. Like the That's 80 other people yeah. around you didn't hear you just say that. Like, okay. I loved
0: getting in the side gate and they watch me come in and cut. <laughs> yeah.
2: I always like pointed at them. What
0: up?
1: <laughs> Sorry you don't know anybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck.
0: And then those times where they're like, oh yeah, still go to the front and get a wristband. <laughs>
2: awesome. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like the-
2: even more. <laughs>
0: go rub it in their face even more oh
1: my god <laughs>
0: anyways back on track
1: right um anyways we, we, we did we did fail to mention that our defense did hold all to only 51 and we should have mentioned that at the start but that yeah. was pretty impressive it's, run defense from it,
2: us. you gotta you gotta kind of give them some credit for that uh let's see hold <laughs> on here but anyways um no oh yeah no speaking of that i think the only person that i was ever allowed to just let in the door at chimneys was Jay Samaro. Like I was just like, Oh, that's okay. Yeah, sure. Like, like he lost
0: that privilege.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But that was probably, that was probably the only time I've ever let anybody in like that. Um, but anyways, uh, so we got some Texas tech recruiting news. Obviously, uh, McGuire has been dominating the scene as soon as he's, uh, as soon as he's
1: received the title,
2: uh, Brooks, you want to go ahead and put out the announcement. Uh, I I I don't know who the new names are off the top of my head, but
1: yeah, I got I got the names. But man, if you're just on Tech Twitter every single day, just scrolling through, there's about Never ten or fifteen. It. I just got a offer from Texas Tech tweets oh, out there a- from high school dudes. It's, it's it's so nice. He's to working. See that. It used to be just like one every now and then would scroll through, but now it's just daily. Um, and it's like four-star dudes. Like
0: yeah. It's, Oh, yeah. Wells it's, it's could never even talk to. It's good three stars and four stars.
1: Uh-huh. And uh, you got a lot of dudes that were committed to Baylor or TCU who are accepting offers from us. So De-commit. just been fun on the recruiting news. But the big one uh, that we got is Isaiah Crawford, the kid from Post that we mentioned last week. Oh, he nice.
2: yeah.
1: decommitted uh, – or was he committed to Baylor –
0: he was committed to Baylor. Yeah, he was he committed, committed to last week,
1: yeah. and obviously, we kind of and then we, yeah, we flipped. Offended. We flipped him. He's a four-star. He's one of the highest defensive recruits that we've ever had at Texas Tech. Uh, we got him to flip from Baylor, and then we got a three-star offensive lineman, Caden Carr, whose brother played for Tech not too long ago. Uh, he's from Amarillo. We flipped him. They're both 2023 recruits. Uh, But that puts us at a top 15 class for 2023 after nailing those two guys. And so, you know, just keep monitoring. We've got a lot of recruits coming in this weekend. It's going to be a big, uh, big game for us this weekend, game-wise and recruiting-wise. We've got a lot of four-star, three-star guys going to be here this weekend. So the recruiting trail all of a sudden is constant, which is just glorious to see because it's been pretty boring uh, here under well so just just yeah. love seeing all these guys saying that they got you know a, a offer from Texas Tech and it's really fun to watch
0: another big offer that came in today is a guy for next year is Major Everhart out of yeah. Amarillo Tascosa who's committed a TCU good super fast three-star running back and just the fact that he's been a hard TCU commit for a while and then posted that today he hasn't posted a D commit but the fact that he's still posting, like, "Oh yeah, I got another. I got an offer from Tech
1: in his tech jersey. <laughs> oh, really? So, like, wearing a tech jersey, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't made his mind up yet, dude. Maguire is just
1: like Maguire's this is what on, this is what we knew. Home.
2: This is what we knew, or not new, but this is what we all had a feeling of. As soon as his name was mentioned, as soon as anybody did any kind of research into him, you knew exactly what this is the exact pool that he was gonna have." And the state of Texas again produces some of the best football talent in the NFL, in the NCAA, and and yeah. here's where it's, here's where it starts. Got to recruit it. You got to recruit it. What do you got, Dustin?
0: Talking about recruiting, there's good rumors. Well, I guess it's not really a rumor, but former LSU assistant director of player personnel uh, Cody Belair accepted a position at Tech, and they think he's going to be the director of scouting Ooh. for. Tank. so you had another big time like recruiting guy that was at lsu like he's recruiting four and five star guys non-stop knows how to look at talent so between him and uh blanchard and mcguire like god <laughs> we're really? gonna have a good couple of the classes coming in
1: it's gonna be uh thanos yeah. <laughs> like when he clinches the the,
2: the, with the yes, stones, all oh, man, <laughs> stones. I can't. I can't believe I'm getting out nerded by Brooks on that. Uh good call though. Um, so next thing we do want to kind of take a quick look at. We got one more tidbit of news to cover after this, but we do want to look at the game ahead. Uh, it, it's it's coming up in in uh, this Saturday, 7 p.m. We have the game against Oklahoma State. We are still at home for this one, at least. But Oklahoma State, a 10 point favorite uh thoughts on the last home game brooks what are you thinking about this matchup oklahoma state looking pretty solid this year nine and one six and one in conference nine number nine overall in, in the uh college playoff rankings um what are you thinking about this last
1: home home game it's obviously going to be a very tough game oklahoma state's been playing very well but i think they're beatable i think if there's anything to look at, you know, their defense has been really good all year. And so that will be a significant challenge for Cumbie and a really good test for him. But offensively, they don't super scare me. Uh, they they That's where they've struggled the most as a team this year is on the offensive side of the ball. Now when they get going, yeah, they can be tough to stop. But, you know, Spencer Sanders, their quarterback, he doesn't scare me. They don't have a running back that necessarily – just jumps off the screen like some of the guys you faced. But overall, they're just a solid team. They don't have a lot of weaknesses. So it's going to take a really good game for you to beat them. But, you know, we've got this energy in the program. We got Donovan Smith. You feel a little bit better about your chances here than if you were going into it with Columbia as your starter. You've You've got a lot of weapons. Donovan looks like he can handle himself. So it'll be an interesting test for him especially just to see, Hey, what can he do? What can he do now that a defense has some film on him and can game plan for him a little bit better. So it's going to be a really good test. And I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing what he looks like going against this defense. It'll kind of, kind of expand on, is he the guy of the future or not for me?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of, like Brooks said, a lot of, a lot of tells on what he's going to do against higher level competition um Dustin thoughts about the game I mean what do what are you thinking obviously tough competition I think I think Oklahoma State's currently our highest seeded team in the big 12
0: right now favorites to win the big 12 yeah um man yeah big test for Donovan and especially Sonny and how well can we match up our offense versus their really good defense this isn't the Ten years ago, you know, Justin Blackman type Oklahoma yeah. State, run and gun type, they're still a pretty decent offense, but they're really good defense. Yeah. But so can we manage our okay defense against their okay offense and then maybe break some break some holes into their defense? But I'm also looking at this like maybe Oklahoma State looks past us because they have Oklahoma next week. True. You know, they're already putting tweets out like, hey, game day, come up to Stillwater for Bedlam, and so maybe we can catch them slipping a little bit.
2: I'm kind of hopeful. Um, I, I I don't know if we will, because uh, offensively, we outgun them. We actually do. Uh, we average 440 yards per game. They're averaging 412. So offensively, we do outgun them by a little bit, not a lot. It's the defensive end of the ball. But I do think, again, we're going to have a little bit of the Maguire effect, and I'm going to be using that for the rest of the season and, and probably throughout his his, his yeah. career here. But uh, you, you got to kind of think uh, this Maguire effect is going to kind of take take hold of this game a little bit. I think we're going to compete. I don't think, like, they gave, they gave them a 10-point spread, and we'll talk about that a little bit with the shot bet, but... I think that that might actually be a little bit high. I think we're going to try and kind of keep this a little bit closer. And we saw like their main powerhouse offensively is their rushing. And our defense, last game at least, was able to shut down a primary rusher for once. Um, I think we may have a shot at this one. I think that we keep it close though. But that does kind of drag us on to the next topic, which is this is our shot bet. Of the week for Texas Tech, Oklahoma State ten point favorite at Texas Tech. Um, I am actually, yeah. You want me to go first, that way y'all can pick. All right, I am actually gonna. <laughs> uh, I'm actually. Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm gonna be on the Texas Tech side of the bet and think we get within the ten point range. Um, I think that we compete. I know that we're gonna be maybe on a little bit of like a a, a pseudo championship high from that uh, Iowa state game. But uh, I think that we keep it within 10. I don't know if we win this game outright. Uh, That's going to be a a whole other challenge, but I do think we keep it within 10. I don't know. Uh, Dustin, you want to go next?
0: Yeah. I mean, I like our momentum and enthusiasm and all that, but I think Oklahoma state is a little level above us right now. And so, I think they can come in here and handle us. Um, really, least a ten point plus win, double digit type win. So I'm gonna have to go Oklahoma State.
2: All right, cool. Uh, oh. Brooks, what are you th- what are you thinking over there? Because I hear the sigh. <laughs> I, I, I hear the no. I, I hear that you you you. I have a feeling that you kind of want to go on the tech side of it,
1: but because I chose it, you don't want to right now. no i i had planned to take tech the whole time i i think 10 is a very high spread for a home or you know being a road team uh especially you know we have played pretty well at home i think we have a different juice a different energy i do think the jones this saturday night will be pretty packed um to you know especially after that win the energy that's kind of been running through the program lately and just some of the things that Sonny's done to shake up the energy and the kind of the you know the mojo of this team so i think we can go in there keep this one close and i think we can cover this 10 point spread so i'm gonna pick us to cover it
2: yeah i'm i'm on the same page honestly it's just it's just that this is that's just too big too big of a gap and and we outgunned them i don't i don't know maybe that maybe they'll slow us down but i think i think I think Donovan Smith is going to be kind of the difference in that one big time. Um,
1: So I think we can be a problem for their defense. I think Donovan can make some plays. Yeah. He's not immediately bail on the off on the play. He's going to keep things open. He's going to uh, do some things with his legs that Oklahoma state really hasn't really faced this year. So Mm -hmm. hopefully that can be a difference maker.
2: Also. And I mean, (laughs) we got our win. We got, we got our, we got our bowl bid, but it'd be good to kind of see that continue. So that way we can kind of continue to see a little bit more of the potential successes that will be Donovan Smith coming up. Um, okay. Dustin kind of needed you for this little next part. Uh, <laughs> sorry, bud. Um, so the next thing that we are going to be talking about here is going to be the last topic that we got to talk about as far as football goes. Dustin uncovered this or found out about this the whole deal. Uh, was what, what what the tweet was about? Twenty minutes ago, thirty minutes ago, now from the Big T- Twelve. Uh, do you wanna do you wanna kind of discuss this topic? You gotta unmute yourself. I did. Okay, it's
0: <laughs> good. I had some bad words in there.
2: Okay, I asked what but, it was. Uh, Sorry, censorship. Appreciate you.
0: Yeah. yeah Big got... Twelve. That's what Big Twelve is trying to do to us. Right? <laughs> yeah. Big Twelve just came out and said the Texas Tech radio announcers are publicly reprimanded and suspended for a game for comments they made during the broadcast last week about the conference officials blah 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 whatever they just don't like a school representative talking not good about conference officials um, in such a manner I guess I guess it's too far I didn't really hear all that was said but those guys are now suspended and can't radio call Saturday's game, which is kind of a joke. But whatever, I mean, Bob is a joke, and most of Big Twelve yeah. head guys are a joke. So, but I know Brooks has a uh, comment.
1: Yeah, you, fuck you, Big Twelve. I hope you listen <laughs> to this, which you, which you won't. I'm at you. Public remand me. Yeah, because I wouldn't be able to go to a single Big 12 game ever if (laughs) they ever heard what I have to say about these god-awful officials. (laughs) Like, man, we hire the dumbest people to officiate these games, people who can't even do their jobs remotely competently. That game was a joke by those officials. What they did in that game was borderline criminal, and none of those guys should be allowed to officiate. And I tweet this, I don't know how many times a year I fucking tweet this out, but... The players, the coaches, like, you almost fucked us out of a ball game in that game. But these refs get to go on without a, with like, hey, don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And then they get to go on to whatever Big 12 game they're officiating next week. It's probably like Oklahoma or Oklahoma State where their job is to make sure that that, or it's probably us again. Yeah, so they can keep, you know, the Big 12 champions in the thick of the race, whatever it is. It was horrible. Every 50-50 call went their way. Uh, we, the ESPN broadcast would be like, yep, that's an interception. Come back up. Oh, it's a bit overturned. Uh, a water bottle hit the field. They forced students to evacuate two sections, which has never been done before in football history. Ever? Um, just, I mean, criminal, if you ask me. And so the big 12 should look into those people more than the people who know how to do their jobs and do it correctly. They should look into the people who can't do their jobs worth a goddamn shit. Well, fuck you big 12 you, you know what i'm gonna do uh
2: uh here's a we're gonna we're gonna place a, a a bet eventually one day and the bet will be if brooks loses the bet on his end i don't know what the bet will be but the bet will be to get his girlfriend to wear a big 12 refs shirt
1: just to we see we're it. gonna do that for <laughs> halloween where she was gonna dress up as a official
0: <laughs> really? Oh shit! Okay, yeah. that would have been great. Oh man! And then, what, you have to hate her all
1: that? I don't know. Like, like I feel like your head would explode because <laughs> you love your girlfriend, right.
2: but then you fucking hate the red. Like you're just like, like just like he- head blowing up off that. Anyways, all right. So we, we gotta we gotta kind of keep the ball rolling here a little bit, and, uh, and actually, ra- rather we're gonna keep the ball bouncing and move over to, to mm-hmm. Texas Tech basketball. Uh, so obviously, uh, if you've been keeping track of. Texas Tech and, and Twitter. Uh, good old Sniper T. Terrace Shannon Jr. is back. Uh, he posted okay. this tweet the other
0: day. Hey. Earlier today, this morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, earlier today. Sorry, earlier today.
2: On he posted the Cam Newton I'm back thing. Red, Ra- Red Raider Nation, guess what? I'm back. We're pumped for it. Obviously, that, uh, we've been waiting for this to add him to the lineup. Um, so, before we jump into the the Grambling win, um how much do you think that this is gonna just cause we're looking good right now. We're looking extremely versatile. We're looking really good on the offense. The defense is starting to kinda gain its way, right? Gain their gain their uh uh kind of gain their flow, right? So what what do you think uh uh this adds? Brooks, what, what are you thinking about the TJ edition? uh to
1: the to the to the to the to the roster sorry (laughs) uh well this adds a preseason big 12 all-american a guy who's been a big player for you the last two years back into your lineup maybe your best player uh to your lineup it remains to be seen when they're all on the court together but yeah this just adds another dude for you you're already pretty stacked and you've been killing it so far without him. And I just get to throw him in the lineup. And it's kind of that, you know, we have a lot of riches now. We just, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what we do with the lineup. And another guy, Clarence Donnelly, is supposed to be coming back too. So you're going to be pretty much to full health. And and now it's go time, man. So excited to have him back, obviously. We're ready. To, we're all big TJ fans here. So excited to see him back on the court. Yeah, and see what this team is like with all our pieces assembled.
2: Um, Dustin, same question. I mean, what what's your thoughts and vibes on 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 him returning?
0: Yeah, it's huge. Like Brooke said, I mean, you're bringing back your most experienced player back to you. That's returning to your roster.
2: Yeah,
0: um, guy that's been with Mark Adams for two years, played a ton of minutes. So, bringing him plus Clarence will help that defensive chemistry that we are kind of lacking it's not terrible but it's not like what we're used to but i mean now it gives you more options i mean you already thought you had a lot of options now yeah. you're starting five is probably mcculler davion warren terrence shannon bryson williams kevin o'banner
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: like that'll four, do. that's your and then mix in whoever is hot that might be thrown in there at the end of the game, like for one of those guys, who knows, but I feel like maybe your starters it's not as big a deal uh, but you have a lot of options at who finishes these games it also just adds another 6-6 six, six guy to your team <laughs> we knew we already had but more length out on the floor to mess up defenses uh, or mess up offenses with our defense, I mean yeah, it should. It's gonna help everything, and he he brings energy almost every game. And so if he has that, has developed that three point shot that he kind of struggled with last year, I could see big things coming from him. And obviously that opens things up for the rest of the team. I mean, big time things up for McCuller and Warren. And you can't guard Bryson Williams, which we about to talk about. So yeah, all yeah. that just it all adds on top of each other. I mean, now that Davion Warren doesn't have to be the second or third option, now he's the third or fourth option.
1: Yeah, I tweeted out earlier we're averaging eighty seven points per game so far this season, and now you just get to add TJ Shannon in that oh my mix. God, so yeah. like I mean, let's go. Um
2: so uh speaking of, let's go ahead and talk a little bit on that last game. Um we, we had the eighty eight to sixty two uh the the win over Grambling, and then we had the eighty four uh forty nine win over Prairie View A and M. Um so Brooks, we're obviously going to kick it to you because uh, you, you actually had the shot to, uh, to go, um, thoughts on the performance during these two games. Uh, what, what are you thinking about this team as they're coming together? I mean, obviously offensively we're looking, we're looking strong defensively that last game, we're kind of looking more like how we should be with a Mark Adams at the home. What, what are you thinking so far?
1: Yeah, your defense has started to look a little bit more like the Adams defense that you would expect to see. You had some really dominant stretches uh, in the last two games that remind you of those, you know, previous years under Adams. And like we said, now you get to add TJ, who is one a really damn good defender to that mix as well. So I think it was something that we mentioned it's going to come with chemistry it's going to come with time getting to know or playing more minutes with each other on the court those things are probably going to shape up and and figure itself out offensively yeah you've been dominant you can have a tendency to get sloppy for spurts of time you had some really sloppy minutes in the last two games um but then you have the chance to just bury teams really quickly and so those are Like, can we get more consistent on the offensive end and not have those long spurts where you're turning the ball over, you're not getting good shots? Can we get to the teams that in those four-minute flurries can just put a team completely out of the game? Uh, That remains to be seen. And, you know, obviously, that's another thing that'll get better with chemistry and kind of knowing your lineups and everything like that. Yeah. But some impressive numbers that we've seen so far this season is we're averaging 20 offensive rebounds a game. Yeah, and um, that's
0: disgusting. I mean, we
1: clobbered. We clobbered Prairie View and on the offensive glass. I think at one point we had more offensive rebounds than they had total rebounds as a team. We just give ourselves a lot of second chance opportunities. And another thing, we averaged 10 steals a game. So you're that's 30 extra possessions. You're giving yourself based off of rebound, offensive rebounds and steals. So that's really awesome. Uh, like if those numbers stay the same, which I doubt like that, those will probably correct themselves, sure. but it's from a tech team rebounding wise. We haven't seen this in a long, long ass time. And we just have all sorts of dudes going for these boards and they might not be the biggest guys on the court, but they go, they get up there and they fight for those rebounds. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. Some of the not so great things thirty 33% from three right now. And that will hopefully get better. That will hopefully correct itself as well. But you're shooting pretty poor from the three-point line. And then you're averaging about 13 turnovers a game, which isn't terrible. But it's something that I think we need to clean up. We get in little spurts of the game, like I mentioned earlier, where we kind of get sloppy. You guys turn the ball over, try to do too much on the offense instead of just letting the offense come to them. And so those are a couple things that I would expect to get better. I mean, 13 and terrible, you try to stay in that 10 or below range. So just three turnovers over that isn't something to just get super pissed about. But you definitely want to see us protect the ball a little bit more.
2: Uh, Dustin, I mean, what what are you thinking so far about this team? I mean, uh, Brooks covered a lot of information there. But, I mean, offensively, obviously, we're looking solid. Defensively, starting to gel. I mean, anything to kind of add in there?
0: No, I haven't got to watch hardly anything with work conflicting a game so far. haven't got to go into any yet until next week. I'll make both of them most likely. But just looking at numbers, I mean, yeah, our team defensively, we have some lapses here and there. I mean, we're not horrible. So we can definitely make that come together, I feel like, Um, especially with two really good veterans coming in to help that defense out. But, yeah, the offensive rebounding – rebounding in general and then our uh steals like brooks mentioned our length is playing a huge factor against all these teams yeah
2: yep um so brooks so far in your opinion who's making the, the biggest or huge like who's making a huge impression on you so far i mean top players in your opinion that's
1: just kind of really standing out to you yeah obviously bryson williams uh oh, the dude is first a one. monster. Yep. Every single game, there's been a stretch where he is just unguardable down low. He has he has so much versatility down low. It's really tough to defend. And I tweeted out, I was like, you can't guard him one-on-one. If you have him one-on-one, he can get around you. The only times they were stopping him when they doubled him up, which you know creates opportunities for other guys. But, man, he's so fun to watch down low. He's... He's so good at getting baskets. It's just been a long time since I've seen a guy with a, this developed of a post game playing for us. And, and it's really fun to watch, man. He, he's our high point on the season. Uh, he's shooting very good field goal percentage. He's shooting 73% from the field through three games. Yeah. That'll correct itself at some point. But the dude, dude finds ways to get buckets, and, and it's really fun to watch. And then stop me if you've heard this before. No. But Davion Warren, man. Davion Warren. I put a lot of stock in him before the season and he's really paying that off. He's just really fun. He can score at all levels, hit in threes, can get to the basket, can create for other guys. He's just been a really fun player to watch. And defensively he's great too. Like he just he's so long, his arms are long, but he's quick enough to stay with the guards. So he's bigger than them, but he creates a lot of problems for them because his arms can get in there and disrupt them while they're dribbling. And he's just been awesome to watch. And then last guy I'll kind of throw in there, Adonis Arms. I've been impressed with his minutes. He's played really well. He's had a couple of dunks that were almost just spectacular. Unfortunately, he was fouled and wasn't able to finish him. But he's really athletic. He's been shooting the ball well. And he's kind of a surprise that I didn't see playing as big a role as he's played already. We'll see yeah. what that does when TJ gets back. But I've been impressed by him uh, so far. So those are probably the three guys. And of course, there's a lot of others that you, know, you haven't really had any bad performances from really anybody. I I guess ever a couple, but most of the guys that I've been impressed with so far.
2: Absolutely, and some people that, that were kind of uh, coming in, uh, we knew, but we we didn't know no, I guess we could say, like it's good to, it's yeah. good to see that it that it worked out, right?
1: Yeah, like Davion had played at a smaller school, and so he didn't know what it was going to look like when he got to the big bigger level. And you still don't necessarily know once we get into bigger competition, but it looks like his offense is a little more free now that he has a lot of other weapons around him. He's not having to do it all himself, you know? And so that's helped him. And then Adonis has played kind of similarly in this level, not to the power five extent, but you know, they're in the tournament last year. He, they won a lot of games at Winthrop. So he's kind of familiar with playing competitive basketball and, and he's physically like he fits right in. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, Dustin, anybody that that's making an impression on you or do you kind of, uh, you're going to kind of wait until you get a good chance to watch more of these games up close.
0: The other guy I would point out is Kevin McCuller True. The returning kind of the returning leader right now with the other guys being out. I mean, his improved shooting is obviously showing 14 plus points a game and almost four assists a game and almost two steals a game. And like seven rebounds a game. I mean, mm-hmm. Mr. Do-It-All, like we were used to last year, I mean, he's being solid at that point guard position for us. And so, love that minutes for him, and obviously he's producing very well for us.
2: Um. So, last thing that we kind of wanted to touch base on is, is who would you like to kind of see more of?
1: Um. Obviously... Yeah, I got... Uh, I got two nominees for this that I want go to throw ahead, out Brooks, there tell you real quick. You <laughs> Go, go, go. Uh, we can Sadar see who's clearly
2: watched the most, most basketball here, by the
1: way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sadar Calhoun, uh, a guy that we were told is a great shooter, shot 40% last year. Uh, he is shooting 16% from three so far on 12 attempts. True. That's not a lot of volume, but still like two for 12 ain't great Mm -mm. uh from a guy that you hear is supposed to be a good shooter i hope eventually they'll start falling but i just you know he's had a lot of open looks and they just don't fall and then another guy buzo i hate to say it but so far this year same thing with him he's one for six from three the shots just haven't been falling for him yet he has one of the prettiest strokes that i've seen (laughs) like it always looks like it's going in but for some reason he just can't get it to drop i think also that's eventually going to correct itself i mean we're nitpicking here um but you know we're kind of expecting this huge leap from him this year and i think it can come um but so far it's kind of been a slow start for that i
2: i think the only thing that i can really say again i i get to just watch the stats and I, i i always have like the the game cast going on so i see all the like the the points and everything like that happening so i just get to see stat sheets but from a statistical standpoint I'd like to either see uh, uh, more or better from McCuller, or less of him at the three-point line. He's going three for thirteen, and he's shooting at a twenty-three mm-hmm. percent. Like, either stop shooting from the three, or quit hucking it up and missing ten shots. Like, I, I I'd like to see him make more of those. But like, I, I, Brooks, correct me if I'm wrong. You're the one who's got to see him play, but three for 13 is kind of in that little bit of a rough at the three point line range right yeah
0: that's
1: fair yeah it hasn't been good but he's not like forcing it there's been a couple threes where he's got the ball at the end of a possession and so he just kind of has to hoist it up to get a shot off and he's had some open looks and just haven't gotten them to fall okay but a lot of time i wouldn't say it's anything that i'm like super concerned about i think it's something that'll correct itself it's something that uh, he's just had to take a shot because we needed to get a shot off for something like that. It's not really like him being completely wide open and just bricking him like to where um, kind of, I feel like Sadar is always open and it just never goes in. Like some of him, he's, he's not really forcing it. And, and you know, he's taken the most shots on our team, I think so far this season, but I think he's letting that offense, and I'm fine with him doing that. I'm fine with him initiating the offense. I'm fine with him taking some shots. I think his three will correct itself, cool. but he's also getting to the basket. You got to you got to be able to make teams defend you out there.
0: Yeah, he's he shot the most times so far, 35, but he's also played the most minutes by far.
1: Yeah, big time.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just kind of an observation of what I'd like to see more of, which is either those start dropping or just getting in there and getting what you're good at and then passing it out a little bit more often, but that's just
1: my, yeah. Take. I think, I think that'll correct with TJ being in there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy that's going to create more open looks for other players. Cool. No, I'm no, interested no.
0: to see how, mm. I mean, I know we're going to talk about our upcoming game that TJ is going to play with how TJ mixes in with an actual offensive team. He has in his two years, he hasn't had that. That's true. Opportunity yet. I mean, Mac was here last year, and then obviously Mac uh, was the offense. Oh, Kevin and uh McCullers wasn't an offensive guy. Kyler Edwards pump faked and missed everything last year, and that was it. And year before it was kind of similar similar deal. I mean, so it'll be interesting to see how he mixes in with an offensive team and other weapons. And maybe doesn't have to be as much of the guy or has options when he is the guy to dish it and whatnot. So, interested to see how Peary kind of makes those guys mix yeah. around and work together.
2: So, subtle little yeah. hump fake jab there. I like that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Brooks, what do you got?
0: I'll never let that go.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> You had something? Um, yeah, oh god. So Damn, it, don't pump fake me too. <laughs> I'm <Shit>. taking you. <laughs> <Got> you.
1: <laughs> um yeah, that's all I really have to say about this game. I'm I'm interested okay. to see how TJ gets incorporated with this group that's you know already got some, you know, three games playing together. How how we mix him in. Yeah. It, it's nice to be able to add that piece, but there there are times where adding a new piece can have like some bumps in it. So it's nice that we get him back before we get to the tough competition. You know, like yeah. we got some easy games down the road here, so it'll be nice to kind of integrate him and see how it works. But yeah, it does have a good. Point fun oh, to see. Something him else with the I heard today
0: like that might be a good point hmm. is something we ended up doing last year that was actually TJ's idea was bring him off the bench as your sixth man. Once yeah. teams start to make subs, then you bring in an all-conference player. I mean, he's going to end up with more minutes by the end of the game, it doesn't matter who you start necessarily. True. Um, so don't be surprised if you don't, especially these first few games, don't see him start or maybe by the most of the season, you see him being just first guy off the bench and then playing more minutes and ending games for us.
2: Very fair point. I, I kind of, I don't know. I mean, uh, hopefully we'll see a little bit of that. I mean, we, we have the game coming up on, on uh, Saturday again uh, versus incarnate worth word in South Padre um word. so yeah word um so um maybe we'll get to, we'll, we'll obviously get to see get to see shannon a little bit here on this one and we get to kind of see a little bit more of the glimpse of what the true texas tech team is going to be how we're going to be looking going forward but so far i mean uh I, it, it's all got to be you know kind of uh all positive so far overall uh i mean obviously little things you can nitpick at left and right but Um, any, anything that y'all are wanting to see out out of this game in particular, obviously a little bit of incorporation of Sniper T, but, um, anything else that you're kind of looking forward to? I
1: think we hit it (laughs) pretty
2: much it. Right. Um, but the main kind of thing here, I guess to kind of be considerate of is that we need to kind of find our gelling, which we have been, and we're looking good, uh, with that, with that Tennessee game coming around in, in early December, I want to kind of see us hit both sides of the court as far as rhythm goes. I want to have a good offensive rhythm and a good defensive rhythm before we start getting into these tougher games and especially that Big 12 schedule. And I think we're right on track for that, in my opinion.
0: But well, we have a um, pretty tough stretch of about two weeks there of Providence, who's pretty decent. Yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. Kind of a. Arkansas State, whatever game, and then, and then Gonzaga, right? you after have a that. pretty hard three out of four game stretch there.
2: So I mean, hopefully by then we're gelling pretty good. I, I really do think this is a team that that will be able to make uh quite quite the quite the impact, we'll say. Uh but last thing here, uh Brooks, if you want to kind of take over this one, uh point guard Richard Pop Isaacs recommits. To Texas Tech Uh, what what else do we have about this
1: yeah so uh, pop pop Isaacs is what he goes by he committed to Texas Tech kind of a like a month or two ago like maybe two months ago Um, he was he's pretty big recruit he's a top 100 prospect he's one of the best point guards like a true point guard in all of high school and he decommitted from us a few weeks ago but uh, there was reporting that he was at the uh, grambling game over the weekend and he proceeded to recommit to tech and ended up signing his national letter of intent today. Oh. And so it seems like we've got him locked down for the future. He is, as I said, a true point guard who can also get you buckets. He's a kind of a game changing type of recruit. I think uh, it's been a while since we've had like a true point guard on this team that can get himself going and get other plays players going. So it's a big recruit for the Mark Adams era and excited to have him back and committed to Texas Tech for the future. And then other little recruiting tidbit top 10 recruit on the same class Yohan Traor was at the game uh on two Monday night. So another guy to keep your eyes on. He's a big ass dude. Uh, number nine overall recruit would be absolutely magnificent if we were able to get him. Uh, I don't really know the rumors on that, but he was at the stadium uh, in attendance for that game. So just kind of something to yeah, monitor.
2: Cool. Pump for it, though. And, I mean, that kind of shows a little bit about who we are in the basketball world now. We're not just, like, a fluke team. We're a basketball like considered school. I mean, uh, every single like recruiting post I see on Twitter for like so many top end players, they have Texas tech in their consideration before they actually commit somewhere. And that's kind of the position that yeah. you want to be in. And I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving that we're, we are considered not just a, not just a one hit wonder, but that we're considered a basketball university to a degree now. Um, but that yep. does wrap up club red Forest this week, guys. Any other input, any other intakes that we want to kind of cover? I think we got it. Solid hour of uh hour and five, hour and ten uh that we got for people today. But it's been loaded
1: tech news wise, so right? it's
2: just well, hard to cram it all in. So much football news and then basketball taking off. Like we got a lot to we got a lot to cover. We gotta bask in the good times, man. Right. We haven't had
1: a lot of them. So when we have good weeks, we just gotta right. you know. Uh, it. <laughs> we got to
2: just soak it all in. Hopefully you guys join us in the rain. Um, so that kind of wraps up Club Red for this week. Make sure if you're watching live, stick around for the tailgate. Or if you're listening to the podcast itself, make sure you go over to the other side of Tailgate Talks where we discuss what's going on in the rest of the sporting world. But that does wrap up this week's episode of Club Red. Make sure if you haven't already, though, subscribe to the podcast. Follow the podcast. No longer subscription thing. But uh, follow the podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. Hit us up on the social media pages, and uh, we will catch you guys next week. Here it goes. Tied at 38, three seconds to go, 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into it. It may be long enough. It is good. It is good. It is good. Jonathan Garibay has won the game with a 62-yard field goal. Oh my God, can you believe